Howdy y'all, this is Seth Rogers, and you're listening to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. Anthony, Are you telling me that Anthony Mackie didn't can't, fight Nazis? But he could. They're all gone. I've heard there's a resurgence. <laughs> How far are we taking this? <laughs> was that the intro, guys? So oh my go. god, good intro. Let it was drop. that the intro? Hey, welcome boys and girls back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I'm Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And I'm here. And this guy right here, got a special friend with us today. He's worked on numerous, numerous projects with Blake Shelton, Country Music Video of the Year, Chevy commercials. This guy's been doing it all. He's got a what web series you're working on right now? Got a web series I'm working on right now. All right, just you finished another project as well, right? You got some other stuff coming up. A western. You got a western we're shooting next weekend. A western, a Chevy commercial, a Blake Shelton music video. You might say I have a type. The plaid shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to say he's from Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. There it is. Seth Rogers, welcome, man. Howdy, y'all. Nice to be here. Howdy. So we actually know Seth through acting class. We met a number of years ago. In uh, Screen Actor System, which we've met a lot of people. We actually all met in the Screen Actor System. So how you doing, dude? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I'm a longtime listener, uh, first-time guest. Whoa. What's, Whoa. Your, what's yeah, your favorite yeah. episode? Honestly, my favorite episode so far has been the movie pitch episode. But mm. I, uh, you guys Good had answer. that writer from Boardwalk, yeah. and that was awesome. Uh, just hearing her work ethic and how long she worked as an assistant before she even showed him anything, that was really cool. That Great was, insights. That was a special episode. See, if you, you had asked me that question, I would have just been like, uh, episode five? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I like, uh, I think it's important that you support the things that your friends do uh, in the arts and as you're trying to make it out here. Uh, one day I'll learn how to do that. Which one is day. why we've all seen that Blake Shelton music video. Exactly. It's y'all's favorite music my video, favorite right? One. Still trying to figure out who he is. I brush my teeth to it. Just kidding. Um, Miranda Lambert, right? Weren't they? They were a thing, but he—he's with Gwen Stefani yeah, he's now, right? With uh, Gwen Stefani now, yeah. Do you think that's an upgrade or a downgrade? Just really throwing it out question. there. I will say that she was there on set with uh, with their kids, actually hanging okay. out, and she was super nice. Um, and having ne never met Miranda Lambert, I can only say that Gwen Stefani was uh, beautiful in person and just a wonderful personality as well. This is Blake Shelton used to date one and now dates the well, other. Well, he was married to Miranda. He was married and, and now he's married to Gwen Stefani, right? Oh, they got married? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think so. Gwen Stefani's like 50 years old. No, dude. Yeah, she's she she's still she's got doing songs with Black Eyed Peas. High 40s. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I don't know. She's high 40s. Okay. Anyway, that was the... No doubt. It's a fun aside. Don't little, speak. Little tidbit. Actually, yeah, you're right. No doubt. That was, that was a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. That was a long time that ago, That was before she was Gwen Stefani. It was, she was just no doubt. She was just no right. doubt, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of communication in that band. Don't speak. I know what you're thinking. All right, Seth. <laughs> let's bring it back to you. I just want to yeah, thank you again for uh, being half of the sponsor of today's episode and bringing yes. us some delicious Danny Trejo's delicious donuts. Vegan, beautiful. True yeah. or false, you go to Trejo's uh, donuts or whatever Trejo uh, business is for uh, the great tasting food and drink or you go for the social media pink box and cup? Yes. <laughs> mm. No, I uh, anytime, I actually do have like a, like an audition tradition. Uh, I uh, After any audition, no matter how well or bad it goes, I like to go out and get like ice cream or like a little treat or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, for putting in the work. Yeah. Mostly because I'm <clears throat> a trash rabbit and just love junk food. Uh, gives you an excuse. Yeah, exactly. It gives me an excuse. I was doing that for a little while because I was thinking like reward system. Right. You, your body and your mind gets mm -hmm. used to thinking like, okay, no matter what happens after I do this, right. I get this. And that positive association is just really nice. Right. But if you're like rewarding yourself like that every time you audition, you would be 300 pounds because you audition I wish, like a mofo. I wish that was the case though. Johnny doesn't um, audition anymore. They just cast They him. just book him. Yeah. I wish that was true guys, <laughs> but it's not. Um, yeah, dude, I've tried doing that, yeah. and there's been a lot of moments where I'm like, well, maybe I should get that coffee to reward myself, but I just don't want to. This is not <laughs> union. I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> and it's just, you know, I got to pay rent. And Sure. Uh, no, that, the, the rent thing is real. I, uh, I, I'm with you on that one. Luckily, I don't audition very much, so it's, it's not a problem for does me. Does this apply to commercial and theatrical? Commercial and theatrical, yeah. Okay, so uh, it, it doesn't matter the audition. Doesn't matter the audition. Uh, true story, I have still not been on a SAG theatrical audition. Really? Really. Interesting. Uh, 
I did just get new representation, and we are entering pilots or uh, episodic season. Yes. rather shout them out. Uh, so shout out to Tracy Michaels and Lily Batista at Sovereign Talent Group. Really, hey, Sovereign really great people is fantastic, dude. I'm I'm really enjoying it. They're they've been awesome to me. So I'm I'm really happy to be part of the part of the team, part of the family. How so, did you um, you know, did you email them? How'd you did, get her? Uh, this was a cold submission, and I actually I had an interview with her, and they passed on me the first time, and mm. I did submit. This was after the interview. This was they yeah. So they passed okay. after the interview. They said thanks, but no thanks. I I think the way it works is they don't say anything. Oh, okay, but. Right. Uh, I had done some work between then and like it, maybe it had been three months. So I resubmitted. I was like, hey, here's some new stuff that I've done, uh, you know, cool. some different pictures, whatever. Okay. And they called me in and I was expecting kind of like another interview, like, hey, read this side, whatever. And she was like, you know what? I, I, I feel like we should have hired you the first time or, you know, huh. signed you the first time. So here you go. Did you, would you pose the question like, well, then why didn't you? No. <laughs> Really don't look a gift horse in the mouth, right? I know you don't. <laughs> just always, it would have been interesting to see the reaction. It would have been, but at the time, I was like, I really need an agent. <laughs> you just the, the the salesman rule is once you um, get the deal, you shut up, you shut your mouth. So as soon as she offered you the the representation, you just shut right. up. Don't don't give them reason to say no. Didn't, didn't say goodbye. Didn't say anything. You <laughs> I just, just left. Just yeah. Irish goodbye. Yeah, yeah, I just I grabbed the. He was like, all right. They're like, we need to still need to sign something. Where did Seth go? Did he he go? just didn't sign the contract. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited about the the first theatrical audition I'll have eventually. Congrats, um, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a good that's a, that's a good way to do it. So when you say cold submission, was just a basic an email or Yeah, so I, I went through and just kind of found some agents with people around my skill level working on, you know, as co stars on shows that I would like to be on and they, yeah. they were part of the the list and I think I went on a few interviews and sent out maybe a hundred different emails to various agents. Do you send a nice, polite, professional email or do you try and think of something creative to get their attention? Hey asshole. I ran <laughs> Definitely no hey assholes, but I, I think you can do both. I think you can be professional and creative at the same time. Um, I think it's important to like let your personality shine through if you can. How do you do that? I open everything with howdy. I was going to say that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Not even going to lie. Do you slate that way in auditions? I do. I feel like I feel like it's a, it's a very like, uh, like when someone says howdy to you, it's a very like disarming way of it saying be, hello. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, nobody says that. You know what I mean? This guy vote for Trump? well and there's like um in any word you say like if if like uh like if you started saying howdy randomly i do sometimes he does sometimes there you go i've tried it too i admit and like doesn't always work guilty if it's not authentic then it it just doesn't work like i don't know if i could do like i don't know if there's like a new york greeting or something but i don't think it would work that's hey asshole right (laughs) there you go hey i'm I'm auditioning here come on I don't, I don't know yeah. if, if, yeah, if yeah. it's authentic to me, but I think that's sure. part of the charm, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, this, this guy just going crazy with the English language, I guess. <laughs> Could be. But you guys are pretty crazy in general. Like, you, you guys take risks in auditions that I don't think I ever would. Uh, what's that story you, you like uh, when you, you grabbed, like, a grape from the producer's table once? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a callback. That was yeah, a good yeah. story. Yeah. What, what was the deal with that? Was that was for uh, was it the hotels? Hotels. Com. Com. Nice. nice. Ruben Fleischer. Ruben Fleischer. Airing soon. Land. There you go. He was yeah, in Aaron. the he was in the callback. Yeah, yeah. Airing soon. <laughs> he was in the callback, and uh, it was a twin audition. We were going in for conjoined twins. It was a different time, and uh, we go in. We, this is a callback, right? And we they asked us yeah. to read twice because they had less uh, uh, or they had too many girls, and it was like a, a first. Date. We were on a date. A first date scenario. And so we just stayed in the room while they got the next girl. And I just, uh, I don't know, it was Ruben Fleischer. Not that it would have mattered. Well, and he starts <clears throat> and he starts saying like, okay, so just pretend you're eating, this is this. And Aaron goes, well, you guys got food right there. And everybody just kind of like looks at Ruben. And I Aaron's don't know like, if I was that. Well, I think you like did. That. Pretty brash. <laughs> and you, uh, we can just, and Aaron's like, oh, we can just use those. And they look to Ruben and Ruben's like, yeah, yeah, get him those. I don't think, I, I think I just got up and it was, because we had time to kill, like a minute. Sure. And I just got up and saw they had a smorgasbord of fruits and breads and cheeses. And I said, hey, typical do, client. Do you mind mm-hmm. if I take a few of these grapes? And they were kind of a little, you know, like, oh, is that okay? Oh, my God. The actor's talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Ruben said, yeah, that's fine. And I think it had less to do with the audition and more just our maybe pattern interrupt or something. Sure. And I think they thought, oh, these guys are down to play. They'll come with ideas go. instead of sucking all the ideas from us. Right. Well, they say fortune favors the bold, Right. Right. And this is the same guy who directed 30 Minutes or Less with Aziz Ansari, Nick yeah, Schwartz, Michael yeah. Pena. Yeah? Michael Pena. 
unsung hero, Michael <laughs> Pena. It wasn't my favorite movie, but you know. Uh, that was incredibly but, funny. Eh, it was okay. Ooh. I thought it was going to be better. Sure. Dude, what I did just, you think it was going to be? Well, like, when's the, what's the last, like, really, really good comedy you, you remember watching? I can tell you right now. Like, new comedy or The re-run? Art of Self-Defense. Okay, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Fantastic. Also, okay. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, man. But you know what? I had no expectations going sure. in. And I can easily say one of the best comedies I've seen in years. I've seen dark the, comedy, really seen, dark. Yeah, I love dark comedies. Like yeah. I've seen the previews, and I'm I'm super excited about it. So maybe I'll try and lower those expectations just a little bit. I, I hate to hype it up, but it's worth. Yeah, man, it was, it was good. The uh, most recent comedy that I really liked maybe was Mash the movie, based on the TV show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Twenty years ago, it's been a while since I've saw a great comedy. It seems like there used to be like uh, you know the uh, kind of the Seth Rogen comedies that Joe Dapatow at his height. Like I haven't seen one of those hit hard like uh, like when Superbad hit. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Um, well, now we can look forward to to Life at Fifty and <laughs> Life at Sixty. <laughs> She's gonna keep yeah, pumping yeah, exactly. them out. Do you do you think like why do you think that is like why that hasn't been a good comedy? I'm not really sure. I, and maybe I'm just not looking uh, in the right places or watching the right comedies. I mean, nobody's hey, ready to laugh. Hit me up if you know some really, really good comedies that I just haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, for instance, what's the best comedy of the last 10, 15 years? The most popular? Wedding Crashers. It's pretty That's good. Pretty up, That's pretty up there. Pretty up there. I was going to say Hangover. Hangover's definitely up there. The first Todd one, Phillips, yeah, yeah. was good. But you think Anchorman, of, if you're going the decade. But you think of, nah, it wasn't Anchorman. But <laughs> Whoa, back, okay. back in the day, dude. I mean, by the numbers, Hangover sure. made way more money than all of those. Right? He said that like it was a fact, not an opinion. Know, right? <laughs> but no, in, not at all. In the movie Hangover, you know, they're like they're using the is it the F word or the PH word? I don't know. They're using a lot of words. That, that was right in the tra- can use anymore. That was right yeah. in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, paging doctor. I don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. I don't say, say it, it, dude. Say it. Uh, you don't hey, want to get demonetized. Come on. <laughs> we don't Be make careful. any money. We're not making money doing this yet. Not yet. We need one sponsored by Dreo's Donuts, everybody. <sighs> We're trying to, uh, you know, it's interesting. I see the, the donuts and I see the yeah. logo on all the, the establishments he's doing. Right. And it's like, it's nice because the face is so warm and inviting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it a license? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, a face, face that you can just. That a mother might love. <laughs> <laughs> is this like, do you think he has any control of the establishment or is this kind of like a licensing thing like Trump has going on? I heard that it was a licensing thing. Like yeah, I, I he met that. somebody on set and they, they'd made a joke about it and they were yeah. like, oh, this is actually a good idea. Let's do it. And so, it's been gangbusters ever since. Yeah. It's the same coffee they serve anywhere, it turns out. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> I heard it's this 7-Eleven coffee. The pink, right. They just uh, run across cups. the street and, you know, fill up the pitcher. <laughs> I have 7-Eleven all the time. Mark it up a little bit. <laughs> that would be funny if you went to get coffee and like, oh, hold on, let's get a fresh brew real quick. Running across the street <laughs> right, and see right. the guy coming over with like... Sketch, sketch. Nice, nice. Now, Seth, some yeah. of your recent projects sure. that you have coming up. You ever use comedy in any of those? I try. Um, I am nowhere near the comedic geniuses uh, that you guys are. Definitely. I don't know if you got if uh, y'all's listeners have seen the uh, Humor Endorphins channel. I've never uh, seen it, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely recommend following these guys on that. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I want to say professionals. I'd say uh, amateurs. Yeah, but like at a high level. Oh man, Fun- functioning amateurs. Functioning. Even more than that, like I like I would I would pay. I'd pay. Like not a lot, but I'd pay. Uh, two, well, I'd two, pay bucks. Yeah, two bucks. Two bucks. Like a buck. Well, take out your wallet. For, okay. <laughs> I don't carry cash. Do oh. you take credit? Oof. We take Square App Bitcoin. Hey. Oh, you do take Bitcoin. That's right. Congrats yeah. on hundred thousand subscribers. Thanks, man. Very welcome. We got a hundred thousand subscribers on this channel. First in May. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um soon. No, a- but anyway. Go ahead. One, a couple of the projects I have in, in the works. One of them is is like a straight comedy. It's um it's called The Cargo. It's the writer's name is Howard Adelman. And that was with Ben, right? That was with our friend Ben Volker. Cool. Uh, who honestly is gonna pop on this. He plays this character nice. called Goldberg, and he's, you know, kind Ju- of the Jewish. Um <laughs> maybe. I'd have to ask him. But he, he plays kind of the, you know, hilarious random. Big Lebowski. Type. Yeah, yeah, kind of Big Lebowski type guy, stonerish. Uh, and within this, it's it's about Howard's youth hanging out at this bar called the Cargo, and all the crazy characters that they interacted with. So I do my best to be funny in that one. Uh, what do you mean, dude? You're a funny guy. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. When's that out? When's so that? that should be coming out. Actually, they are in. Um, I've got to do a little bit of ADR for. Uh, there's. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's a scene where. 
I'm singing. And initially they had gotten somebody else to do the singing. And when it was time to like loop the track and everything, they just couldn't sync it quite right. Mm. So I'm going to have to go in and do it myself. And it's going to be ridiculous. It's like a whole dream sequence. I'm wearing a spandex thing. (laughs) And it's like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And that should be done in like a week. So it should be out in the next week to two weeks. Could you give us just a sampling of that piece? Just a high quality recording device. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right here. Ah, <laughs> are, you, are you a singer of any sorts? No, I uh, I sing in the shower. Uh, I play like enough guitar to. You, oh, so know, you play a little bit, a little jingle. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. I can play like most uh, gospel music. You know, by G, the w- DC. <laughs> by the way, we're looking for a new theme song. Oh, are you? Yes. Yeah, I like your theme song. I well, what are you looking for? It's problem a, is we don't own it. The okay, problem with the theme song it. is very stock. Sure. That's the problem. Sure. Well, we own it, but it's very... anybody can own it. But <laughs> right, I, I do know a couple people who like make electronic music, and I know a guy who does like folk music. So uh, kind of like you, the idea of folk. Yeah, yeah. I think hey. a quirky, fun California jingle yeah. would be cool. Excellent. I think I think we can work on that. Nice. You know, let's the name of our podcast Just in like, it or our name is that yeah. cool? Surviving Hollywood with. These oh, guys, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you could, don't you know? You could surviving Hollywood. I think we you'll got never it, make it in this town, Ooh. and neither will we. <laughs> Watch us fail. Uh, <laughs> very real. Ouch, dude. I will say, Ouch. like, I, I like that the title is surviving Hollywood, and it's not like necessarily just acting or, or movies or anything like that. But it's like uh, Johnny fought me on it. Did he really? No. What was what was what, the, what you, what what was the you, other one? Okay. No, there was between two. I remember lines. the yeah yeah. Well, I didn't fight you on. You it, had like a social media. <laughs> I mean, you like, made it sound like we wrestled on it. Johnny had a stronger preference, but if you listen yeah. to what the other thing is, you can see that surviving Hollywood is objectively better. We took a poll. I think I remember a poll. Yeah yeah. What was the second idea? I don't even remember. Well, one was we emailed that guy who owned. No, not that idea. We wish we could have got. Oh, that was a better one actually. There was somebody that had. Oh, that name, had like, and he, he didn't want to let it go. Just story. story or something. Story. That's oh, that's fair. But Johnny what wanted like go back in your old picture. Blueberry panda or two sure. random no, words dude. put together. Yeah, like it was, it was like dooby dooby doo. No, dude, it was something Hollywood. No. Right. It was between two different ones. <laughs> oh, I can't you? You know how? No, I, I know. I do, doing Hollywood. It was doing, doing Hollywood. Was it doing Hollywood. doing Hollywood? I think so. Are you sure? It's something that people thought. Now that the way you say it, it sounds horrible. You just you've gotten used to this one, but sounds awful. Sounds like a porn. <laughs> okay, but it's like I mean, uh, I mean, you guys get co-stars and, and guest stars relatively frequently, uh, and it's you still like. Uh, I mean, I know that you're a personal trainer. Uh, you bartend, Correct. right? That's right. And just being, you know, an actor, even if you're on a network show occasionally, is not quite enough to survive Hollywood. Like you, you still got to hustle in other areas, and like I don't know, I, I've had. A dozen jobs since I moved here. Like I've done everything from uh, the personal training thing. What's the worst job you ever had? (sighs) The worst job I ever had. Um, I worked at this uh, on Main Street in Santa Monica. There used to be this this place called Gunpowder Guayusa, and it was like the owner wanted to replace coffee as like the the caffeinated beverage of the day. And honestly, it was terrible. And okay. he was he was embezzling money, and nobody came into the store. It was like a it was like a really fancy tea shop for startup companies. Hmm. It was ridiculous, and it was terrible. The coffee tasted bad when you say terrible, or you say the oh, job. There was, was no coffee. It, it, the The job was was okay because like I, I didn't do anything, right. but I didn't make any money. I will say, <laughs> okay, that is a problem. <laughs> I will say that is where I met my girlfriend. Uh, so it was worth it for that. She worked there. Now she wife. There, yeah. Now wife. Um, not wife yet. Oh, okay. Soon, soon to be engaged though. Whoa. All right. Hey. So engaged to be engaged. Hey. Nice. And how will you be popping the question? I haven't decided yet, but I do have the ring. Okay. okay. Yeah. Whoa. It's a good thing she's listening to this podcast oh, live. Yeah, she, yeah. Actually, this might be a good opportunity. Yeah. Go for it. No. For, what's oh, her, for the, what's for her, the what's asking. Her, what's her name? Ananya. Ananya. Will you make Seth the happiest man in the world? Dear God, please say yes. And marry him when he asks you. Leave your answer in the comments. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be really, that That was actually kind of cool. Um, and then what else? You know what? Um, Instacart was the worst job I ever had. Instacart, what is that? It's grocery delivery. Like Uber uh, Eats. I think a lot of people do uh, okay. various like freelancer type gigs. Right. Um, and so I've, you know, delivered groceries and it was just mind-numbing and terrible. So it's kind of like Postmates sort of? It's like Postmates 
Like, Except you're shopping for the groceries. So like if, if they don't have... Sounds like a lot of work. It's a big time It's a lot of work for like yeah. no money. And they right. stopped, like the uh, the company changed the pay structure and like uh, the tips started, you know, coming in less and less Then they right. couldn't tip anymore. And it's like a whole thing. So people do tip when you deliver groceries? They used to, yeah. I don't know if they can anymore. Oh. Like <laughs> oh, on, on that particular away? platform, yeah. But I, I could give you cash. I did get fired, so. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, I don't I miss, represent like, them. I'd like end to shift early too many times or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the groceries you're sitting in your car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. I, uh, I hid. We had just gotten a dog. Uh, we just gotten Murphy, and she had gotten sick. So I had I had to like take off work more days than I'd planned. And they were like, "Oh, you've been you've been gone too long." And I was like, "But my puppy's sick." And they were like, "We don't care." Harsh, harsh. You gotta uh, pay dude. for the vet bill somehow, though. You do have to pay for the vet bill somehow. People in uh, LA should know that like dogs yeah. are like family. Dude, dogs are life. Yeah. I I mean, you guys are fine, but I, I like my dog better. I mean, I don't. That's own fair. a dog That's and fair. never had one and never will, but sure. they're family. But they're family. They're family. They're all family. Did Absolutely. you ever have a bad customer experience when you had those jobs? Like Absolutely, yeah. They just disrespected you or didn't appreciate? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I mean, typically, like, a, let's say that you're trying to get, like, vanilla ice cream, and they're out of vanilla, <clears> and <throat> you have to call this customer and tell them that they're out of what they want. And, and they're mad at you. And then they're mad at you, and it's like, it's... I go there all thing. the time. I know it's there. Exactly, and it's like, well, did you did you ask the to, you, to check the back? Did you go to the back? Yes, I, I, I did go to the back. They, they're completely out. They don't get any shipment, and and then they they're they're like, oh, well, fine, I guess, just like get a different flavor. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. And then they'll like leave a bad review or whatever of, of the service. Didn't have like, that I flavor. Tried. I tried. Yeah. Uh, but that is that's actually what I wrote my uh, web series about. Instacart, is, uh, or not the the other one oh. is uh, delivering groceries okay. slash like driving Uber slash uh, like walking dogs and just right. the people who would do that and uh, you know how how hard it is to do and how little money you actually make when you add it up and take out like gas and stuff. Right. So the characters in my script start selling drugs. Cool. I mean, What's more the, uh, more profitable, more profitable. The weed industry uh, is definitely booming. more dramatic. So there's some dramatic tension in there. Like high maintenance, nice. high maintenance is a a little bit, influence. a little bit like high maintenance influenced, hmm. um, but funny. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, that's so I, real, I, man. I wrote it, so it's probably not that funny. Hey, uh, but how we something how, good? In how there. we shooting this thing? So we're you're in the process of just finishing the script. So uh, scripts are finished. I just cast my lead actress, uh, right. who's the the lead of the whole thing, and I'm I'm super excited to see. Or how'd you find her? So, uh, you know our friends Max Marianne? Yep. Uh, the Western I'm shooting is is theirs. It's Marianne's kind of oh, project. Yeah. Cool. And uh, one of the people in it, her name's Bree Carter. She, I had met her before at a... Bree Larson. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Allison Bree. Bree. Larson, uh, Allison <laughs> Bree. All of the above. Uh, please call me. And... <laughs> I had met her previously at a at like an Ace workshop. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, with. I've yeah, gone. Yeah. To, I've taken I, a workshop at Ace. I'm I like them a lot. Yeah, up yeah. in Burbank, right? Yeah, up in Burbank. Yep. Um, they just they just and they have a new studio now, which is really great. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, met some great casting directors through there, but I I met her there, and then like a year later, she's on this <clears throat> Western project, and I was like, I'm so glad I ran into you again because she's really great and kind of perfect for the role that I wrote before I met her. Mm. So it's one of those kind of serendipitous things. Who is things. she? Uh, like a young, strong, leaning lady? Is she the ingenue? Is she the... Uh, Femme fatale. Her? Yeah. She's just Brie, man. Mm. Yeah. That's all I need to know. I, I think, watch. I think leading lady then is the answer. Definitely, definitely leading lady. Like, strong, funny. Cool. So what kind of people are you hiring for this thing? You got to obviously cast mm-hmm. the rest of the people. How, big is, how big is the cast per episode, roughly? So per episode, we're looking at like the three lead characters and then you've got six to eight kind of tertiary and then background. Mm. Uh, so if, How long if are you're the angling for a, for a job, Oh, Hey, this is my audition. I love tertiary. Tertiary. <laughs> tertiary. Hey, we haven't been playing footsie for no reason. But no it's just reason. because we've, uh, organized and like shot a bunch of different things, whether it's humor yeah. endorphins or a short film. So I'm trying to get a sense of, Oh yeah. Your, like you know, how big it, the production well, is. I just want to, yeah, I just feel like, you know, we could, uh, you know, just, we can talk about Remember, it. Remember, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's um So you're hiring like a DP and like I'll be in I'll be hiring a DP. I have a producer that I've worked with before that is interested Are in you directing. producer. I don't know if I want to direct it. Um, my initial thought is yes, just because I, I like having that control over kind of how things go. Yeah. Um, and I know I've worked uh, like PA on and whatnot on some stuff that you guys have shot and This guy's the best. It's not true at great all. Great attitude. You had a great <laughs> attitude. I will Thank say, you. dude, super punctual all the time. Yeah. I, uh, for whatever reason, I'm always like too early. 
for things. That's better than being uh, late. I think so, but it's it's not a huge deal. I mean, uh, even showed up early to the podcast. I did show up early to the Earlier podcast. Earlier than me, and I live here. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I knocked on the door, and I was like, "Oh no, they're not they're not here yet." I'm just gonna sit on the steps. <laughs> but they were here. Uh, I, I made you. I, I like the guests to be a little agitated yeah, before yeah. they come on. You get, you get a little get a little head yeah. of steam going. I like. I want that. you to think twice about whether you want to do this or not. That's right. I thought long and hard, and and just you know. I'm still not sure. So will you be casting your thing? And I'm asking for the viewers at home sure. are a lot of actors yeah. out there. Are you just casting your friends that you meet at bonfires? That's and what you got to do. You cast the people you already know are good actors. If you're going on Actors Access, it's a crapshoot. Well, well, I'm asking. I don't know. There's some good people out there. There's definitely some good people that self-submit. Yeah, there's great people on there, but it's a huge crapshoot. The thing, the thing with any, you know, this is kind of a business, and that's something that a lot of actors don't talk about too much and you only really want to work with people that you know, like, and trust and hiring somebody you cast off of, of a, you know, casting site can be a crapshoot. Like they could be awesome on set, but even if they're a fantastic actor, they may not get along with kind of the people that you bring on. And that's, that's an important dynamic to have, right? Like, uh, like when you guys shot all those little shorts you did, right? Like what, what was that process? Like, I know that you guys kind of cast internally and, and, Brought on friends as much as you could. Just winged it, dude. I would only cast <laughs> Just kidding. We, we only... Just kidding. All the DP, all the crew right. was just people that we had a referral from. Yeah. Because one, I don't have time to look through a bunch of submissions on Actors Access. And two, how do I know I can trust them? I already know good people I want to work right. with. I mean, there was actually, you know, there was some people that didn't even want to be a part of it. They really? were just like, your idea is just so offensive. Really? Ooh. Or letters from God. Oh, that one? I thought we were talking about Papua. Oh. Okay, that's what well, I thought we Both. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> I who, remember who didn't want to be, well, don't don't say any wow. names, but like, why no. would they not want to be part of Papua? No, name Ooh, a name. That was okay. hilarious. Give me their address, don't name too. Name. You know who it you was. You stop it. Let's. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, that was. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a sad story. I don't know. Yeah. It is a sad story. We can make yeah, it. We can make a song recently. We can make it funny, but I mean, it's just this person who wouldn't want that information. That's a fair question. We'll skip it. I'm not beeping anything out this podcast. We can edit this part out, right? Yeah. Just like loop it. We can beep every Nothing word. awkward happened. Thanks for doing that, by the way. <laughs> well, Thank you for beeping everything out beeping for us. Out. You're welcome. We actually now edit our hour-long podcast down to the tightest eight minutes that we can. <laughs> I like it. So we're still finding the eight right now. Make well, like, so how many have you done? I know that you don't release them. As you do them, you kind of build up a couple. So this, like, off the top of your head, this is number what? Shorts? 20? The, the next one. Oh, uh, there's no more in the can after this. Okay. Yeah. We let that run dry. Okay, fair enough. So this fair is going enough. out this Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <shit. laughs> whoa, whoa, there's no cursing I'm sorry, in this pod. I'm not, I'm, I didn't know oh, that. I'm just kidding. Fuck. Uh, well, the thing is, we originally, we, we had a bunch banked. Yeah. But then we're like, oh, it's too much it distance. too much banked, because then we'd sure. like talk about, oh, Jussie Smollett, but then that news had passed then it by passed. the time they had Okay, fair enough. Released. And yeah. so, so we let it, you know, like get back to closer to when we right. release them. And now the pressure's but, on. Right now the we, pressure's on, right? You know, well, Johnny goes away to Atlanta. We got stuff going on, so it's yeah. Like but y'all are going to be able to do one in Atlanta. It sounds like, right? I don't want to say the name well, of this project, but Johnny just booked. We can say the name of your project, maybe, but yeah, I think it's fine. Johnny just booked um, a show in Atlanta, and Austin yeah. and I are pinned for a show in Atlanta. Different show. We don't want to say the so name. So you might cross paths. Right. Well, it's a, during the same time in Atlanta, so it'd be us hanging out. Hotel with, room podcast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Be fun, dude. Maybe we'll grab one of the actors from the show. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Highly doubtful, but you know. <laughs> no, but it might happen. Maybe. Something I, like, honestly, I, I just want to say I really admire you guys. Like, specifically, you three. It's for, not about us, dude. And, well, it's I realize you. that. When you say it, specifically, it's not <laughs> that specific. Well, I mean, I like, because you guys run around with a, a various crew of people who, like, make things sporadically. Mm -hmm. But you guys buckle down, and you're doing a podcast, <laughs> and you're always, like, producing your own content. <laughs> And I just think it's pretty awesome because uh, it's not easy to do. Would you say that? <coughs> Thank you, Seth. You're welcome. Hey, <coughs> dude, I made Johnny cry. Would you? Would you say? Uh, would you say that uh, if you're coming to LA, mm -hmm. that's maybe what they don't tell you? Like for any new actors, like you better be creating your own stuff because you're gonna, you're gonna have plenty of downtime. Dude, yeah, like uh, it's interesting. When it, whenever I moved out. I just threw all my shit in my truck and moved out because if I didn't do Chevy? it, it is a Chevy, nice. Chevy Silverado, Chevy uh, over Ford. Shout out. You know what? I, I don't actually have a preference anymore. Years ago, mm -hmm. I would have said Chevy over Ford, you know, die hard. 
but I recently got to drive my dad's uh, F-150, and it's one of the newer, like, ranch models. Nice. Dude. It's like the smoothest ride. Turns out Chevy and Ford is the exact same fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) As like GMC. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that's important, but whenever I moved out, it was a split decision. I had just gotten out of college and I went to school for a completely unrelated career. I I have a bachelor. study? I studied advertising and uh, public relations. Okay. So I have a degree in something not related to the entertainment industry, really. And I was looking for jobs in Austin. I went to University of Texas. Sweet. And I had been offered a couple internships that were unpaid. I had been working at Livestrong, the uh, oh, the, the, the Cancer Foundation. Yeah. The and, Liars Foundation. <laughs> uh, so I actually got brought on right after he left. And yeah. it was really interesting. They lost the majority of their funding because of that interview. Uh, so a lot of my job was trying to like reach out and wake up grassroots fundraising, those types of things, rebuilding. Yeah. And it was a really cool experience, uh, but they wanted me to stay on and as a volunteer and not get paid again. A little tough. So coming out of college, the only offers I had were unpaid internships for, that would last, you know, up to six months. And I didn't want to do that. And in my mind, I'd always wanted to be an actor. Like since I can remember, I've wanted to be an entertainer of some kind. Whether was it before college or after dude, college? Uh, like moving out? No, no, no. Never. You decided, you thought you always wanted to be an actor before um, or post-college. Dude, when I was like five, maybe. Really? So how come you decided really? not to study that in college? Was it kind of like a... It was one of those like get a real degree. Right. Have a, you know, have a fallback. Well, get a real degree. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I tried. I really did. Um, I didn't do great in college. I wasn't bad, but like... It, I just went into it. It wasn't. It wasn't something I was passionate about. I was always like thinking about you know, moving out to LA and being an actor. So about six months after after college, I just I literally threw all of my shit into my truck and moved out here on a whim. Mm. And you know, thank God I didn't die or anything like that. What'd your parents say? We understand. Um, <laughs> don't die. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like, don't come back. I gotta say, like, but keep um, the truck. My parents are unbelievably awesome. They have been cool. super supportive. Um, I think they were really, really worried until the Blake Shelton music video. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, okay, like you could do this. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get wow. what you're doing more. It um, always takes like one little thing to give like a little, little bit of like a... It's like know. credibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because there are people who've been doing this their whole lives and, and it's a different thing. For them, it's it's their business. It's their life. For For us, we're breaking into it. Uh, and it, it just, it's different. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes some creativity maybe. And it's like you said, it, the young actors coming out here who maybe want to come out here don't know that you need to be creating things. You, you have to get into that, that pattern and that habit of looking at something and saying, I could do that and then doing it. How long have you been here now? This will be my, uh, coming up in September, it'll be five years. When you said you did internships, were you doing any kind of film-related ones? Or was it all just no, random, random it was, stuff? It was, well, PR it was stuff. related to PR, yeah. yeah. I thought I was going to go into that and like try and have a real career. Okay. Um, and even you know, honestly, even when I came out here, I was scared and I didn't know what to do. So two years was just kind of spinning my wheels and trying to find a job that would make money. Again, working at a tea shop, I've been, a te- I've been in technology sales, I've been a personal trainer, I've done... I've been a bartender. Like, I think I've done just about everything. Yeah. 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 Seth, what was that? I'm recalling the last time you were here, we were just having beers or something. Yeah, yeah. You showed me something that you did that's on Amazon. Yeah. What is that called? (laughs) If you you want to look it up, this is... Your most embarrassing project? Probably. (laughs) But in a a way, I'm also really proud of it because it's just just ridiculous. Um, It's called Chronomega. And it's one of those random things that, like, uh, you know, you, you find, you self-submit, you go in. It's actually a cool audition story. I read for one role, and they were like, hey, could you read for the other role? For, just just for this person? This so the she feature? Has, it's a, yeah, I think it was going to be, like, a little web series. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is the people who put it together run a board game company. And Chronomega is a board game that they sell. And they wanted, like, content to go with it. With so, the game? Mm-hmm. Okay. We ended up shooting, I think, two episodes. 
I've only seen one of them, uh, but I, I had a lot of fun. Like it was all green screen work. I it liked was, it. We had like uh, spandex suits on. It was kind of like Star Trekky sci-fi. Okay. It was a lot of fun. I got to play the like uh, you know douchebag swagger captain, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. What is he like a, a, is a spaceship game? What is yeah, this exactly? It's like a, it's like a spaceship time travel game that okay. goes into like alternate realities. And it's a board game. And it's a board game. It's okay. a, it's like a card building board game. There's this whole world of like uh, really cool, interesting games where you build like a world out and you get cards that kind of like have attributes and you're trying to like, you know, whether it's take over the board or, you know, grow a community or whatever it is, it's like, you know, cones of Dunshire on Parks and Rec, just ridiculously, you know, complex worlds. Uh, and this one happened to have a TV show attached to it. Did you, uh, do you still keep in contact with that director? I haven't heard from him in a while, actually, uh, now that you say that, although I probably should. He was, a, they were really cool people, uh, the, guy, the people running this. And in the second episode, we all got to play like the alternate versions of ourselves. So my character, mm. Captain Dirk Spacewood, <laughs> is like a bumbling buffoon of a, of a space captain who doesn't know what he's doing. And my alternate ego is like a you know space pirate with an eye patch and no you know swashbuckler Did type. Did you have to do the R? Did you do that or I not? Did really, do a couple of those. <laughs> I think he cut them all, but I, I definitely, <laughs> did. I definitely did. Can it. you hit the R a little harder on that one? R. <laughs> Anyway, nice. So that's available on Amazon. So that's available on Amazon Prime if you have it. Give it a watch. It's I want to see this now. It's really funny. I liked it. I don't know. But if you, it's but to you, be. you were acting so coy and embarrassed about it <laughs> when you okay. showed me. But we've all done like weird, embarrassing stuff, right? I, I think I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and like I'm really embarrassed to show people things that I don't think are good. Um, <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but isn't, isn't, that the the same si- way. isn't that the sign of an artist, though? I don't know. I think it is. I don't even know if I'm an artist necessarily. Um, you think you're a, what? Not an artist. A connoisseur. Businessman? I, I just want to make things that people like. That's it. What, a do, art, what do artists do? Then? Craftsmen? They make stuff. What about things that you like? I feel like artists like? are like smarter and better than me. Like they, like they get it on a different level. They're trying to express something that says a certain thing about the world in a specific time. And I'm just like, I hope you laugh. But isn't no. that what's cool about it, though, is that it's all subjective. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, if someone could be like, oh, that sucks, but someone yeah. else could be like, that's really that's cool. That's fantastic. That means a lot to me. Yeah. I know so. what you mean. Like, uh, like what's y'all's favorite movie? Like, one by one, just real quick. Wedding, Wedding Crashers. Okay. Is that what you were going to say? Can't say it. Yeah. Back to the Future. Okay. I love that. Um, Groundhog's Day. Um, the Hangover. Caddyshack. <laughs> Fantastic. I knew somebody oh, was going to say bo- Caddyshack. Boogie Nights, actually. Oh, Boogie Nights is a good that's, one. That's a good, that is a good one. Like, my favorite movie is 10 Things I Hate About You. And I don't think anybody's going to argue. the Heath Ledger one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to argue it's the best movie of all time. My favorite, th- my favorite movie is 10 Things I Hate About You, Said No One Ever. <laughs> but, like, for me, that movie is, is awesome. I love it. I'll watch yeah. it whenever, with whoever. It's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's the best version of Shakespeare. I arguably yeah but like I think that's the that's what you're saying right it's all subjective like totally but you you like that movie because you just bought into the love story I love that movie for so many different reasons whenever I watch it it's not even necessarily about the story it's about how it makes me feel and like it makes me feel good and when he's singing um when they're in the stadium that's right you're just too good to be true yeah yeah not not bad melted your heart it, it did, man. It it like it's it's all about grand gestures and love and comedy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt just performing at his level best. I forgot like, he was in that. Oh yeah, dude, that has some really good actors. They in got it. some name people in there. They do, yeah. It's it's funny because like before Heath Ledger did Batman, mm-hmm. you think of him as like, oh, the guy that did that movie is yeah, is yeah. going to be the Joker. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's what everybody said. Well, the guy that just the gay did cowboy. Broke, broke yeah. Back. yeah. <laughs> That the guy that made out with Jake Gyllenhaal? That made, that made sense. I mean, who among us has not wanted to make out with Jake Gyllenhaal? <sighs> I wanted Honestly, to sleep with him. Let's get into it. Like, if if I had to choose one guy, it'd probably be Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if I'd go. I'd go Hugh Jackman, dude. Yeah. I'd go I'd go Heath Ledger like that. post-death. Post-death. Okay. <laughs> but that's me. Okay, fair enough. Wow. That was really dark, dude. But isn't that what's cool about movies, though? Is because it, it's so. <laughs> it's not It's not just like Good the, segue. the movie itself, but it's also... It could also be like a certain time in your life yeah. that you were watching that movie. Yeah. And it could be like a really shitty movie. It can be. But then you're just like, I just love that movie. But mm-hmm. it could have been like in that exact moment you first saw it, you were going through something or right. somehow it just lifted you up or whatever it was. And that's why yeah. I love movies. That's what a lot of people feel it's about. That's why I love movies. 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. To that movie. I feel that's in the same vein as. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> way, way better. Way better. 
You know, it's funny. I, I tried, more I, real. I, it was on like HBO or something recently and I just had it on and I was like, this didn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Really? Like, which one? For me, 500 days of summer. Why not? I don't know. It just didn't. Like, it's one of those things. Like, what? we were talking about the hangover. The like, there, there, there are words in the hangover that probably shouldn't be don't there transcend. today. They don't listen, translate to listen. today. I don't get offended by it, but if you put that movie out today... Oh, I don't either. Uh, but but like, there's everybody nothing has, like, uh, their, their things, but right? there's nothing offensive in 500 Days of Summer. No, but, like, watching it now, it's it seems almost like... He's a creepy stalker. Well, no, dude, really? dude, she's the one who's playing with him. Well, she's that, the one and, who's and playing I, with I him. would I would actually agree with that. But as I was watching it, I was like, this guy is super needy and like insecure and just he's coming across really creepy. But I saw this this great Reddit breakdown of somebody commenting exactly yeah. what Nerd. you're saying. That, that, <laughs> Loser. That, that was like, I wrote it. <laughs> as a kid, I related heavily to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Sure. And now that I watch it 10 years later, I relate heavily to Zoe sure. Deschanel. And that, that's something else that's awesome about movies is, is that as you watch them later in life, they mean different things. It like, changes. It changes. Like I right. watched The Godfather recently. I haven't seen that it, in forever. I know, right? And it, it was so different watching it now um, i feel the same way about the cosby show yeah, uh, well but go on fair I, enough I still enjoy it yeah i think it's funny okay. i don't know um i forgot what i was gonna say the godfather right what saying. well it, whenever i first watched it it was just like a really cool mafia movie and the most recent time i watched it the father-son relationship really struck me hard mm. i was like wow this is a really deep exam you know examining of what it means to be a patriarch and what that does to the family. Well, it's really what the movie's about. Right. It's about, family. well, the, the movie's about power, theoretically, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's the thing. Movies are amazing because one movie can mean so many different things. And I mean, unless the filmmaker comes out and says, like, that's absolutely not true. And even then, like, who cares? It's it's whatever you take out of it, right? Who directed that movie? That was uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't he also make the movie... Uh, Jack with the Robin Williams. I don't know if he did. I'm not sure. Bit I couldn't a, say. Bit of a bit of a misstep on Jack. Anyways. Disagree. <laughs> well, I think what you're saying is like You're a huge Cosby fan. I, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're saying what you're saying is super true. I, I was I was listening to the radio a couple days ago and they were having a discussion about whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Sure. And like Bruce Willis actually came and said like, "Guys, it's not a Christmas movie, but the writer mm-hmm. says it is. But it takes place in Christmas. It has Christmas music, right? Well, and then there's the question: Does it so, even matter what they say? It's like what we, the viewers, take out of it, and then tr- you know, turn it into. There, I'm, there are cinemas that play it. On but can Christmas. you argue with the writer though? I need can them you? to validate my belief. Um, I just want to watch it with like my family. Problem. But what? It, but what is a uh, Christmas movie if it's not Die Hard? Like, what are the qualifications then? I guess there's specific qualifications. The, and standards we don't know about. Claymation has to be a Christmas movie. Typically, yeah. So Booksmart was a Christmas movie. Was there Claymation? Yes. Yes. Really? Christmas movie. It, <laughs> support, there has to be a dance number. Dude, support. There has to be a dance number and a song. And there has to be an exchanging of gifts. Yeah. And a dinner. And a dinner. There has to be a, a red-nosed reindeer type that feels left out of the group. There has to be a crippled child who... Comes back around. And Tim she, Allen's got to be warms in. the heart of the uh, stony. An elf who wants to be a dentist. Yes. And yeah. Tim Allen, did I mention? Tim Allen does have to be in every Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas with the cranks. Obviously. Great. And it, anyways. <laughs> anyways, what else is going on, guys? Anyway. Anyway. This is, you know, I just want to say this is something. Seth's a good friend, and this this pause is something that you don't see when we're interviewing somebody we don't know. But with mm-hmm. Seth, we can just sit in this pause. Well, we can like kind of like joke around and see where it goes, and then maybe switch up the conversation. Well, a lot of times we have guests on, sure. and we talk about afterwards. Oh, we feel like you know, there's kind of like um, we want to like make sure the conversation doesn't go stale and we get a little nervous. Right. And have to bring up the next topic, you know. It's not stale. No, not at all. And I think even as like you do more podcasts, that'll happen less and less and less just as you get used to the medium. I think also sure. there should be moments of just staring at each other. I agree. Can we take one right now? That was oddly satisfying. It was for the truth. I agree. Oddly satisfying. I like that. So, so it's, your bir- it's your birthday. Today is my birthday, yes. Happy birthday, uh, buddy. Thank you, man. Can you pass me a donut? 
Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, a little ASMR. Uh, a little, uh, what is that called? There, ASMR? Yeah, there, yeah. There goes our sponsor. Who is it? Uh, there's apparently like a genetic thing that, and there's a name for it where you, you like can't listen to it. You can't listen to people chewing. It's like uh, there's a genetic you mean it, coding. It, bo- it bothers you essentially? Is that what well, you're saying? It, it like makes you unreasonably angry. It, and Dax Shepard was talking about it for some reason. Um, That's an interesting he guy. He is actually yeah. uh, really interesting. Well, I have a hard time hearing the sound of a toothbrush. Okay. Like the sound yeah. of the bristles. Of like the bristles, that. yeah, yeah. It gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah. I hate it. I have a hard time hearing the sounds of a human being murdered. I have a that's oddly weird. easy time listening to that. Yeah. Weird. I know that's that's an odd thing. Yeah. I like the sound of a dog being kicked in the face. You like that? Uh, you know. <laughs> Good thing you didn't bring your dog. Good thing I'm vegan. Oh. <laughs> I did. I did bring uh, vegan donuts for because uh, I know that you guys are vegan. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Thank uh, you. I have uh, no label. Are you? Well, y- you mentioned at one point that you're like mostly vegan. Exactly. Or, cool. Plant based. Plant based. But plant, I'll plant strong. But I eat anything. Exactly. Excellent. Out of curiosity, so I know you came here from Texas. Yes. Uh, I feel like in many ways, I'm from Arizona. That's right. very similar. There's some similar stuff. Some Ohio. similar stuff. Yeah. Very we different. Didn't ask you. Um, all our all our states voted Trump, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I was yeah, just, I yeah so. they did yeah, actually, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, um, but I was going to ask you, <laughs> transitioning from Texas to sure. LA, right? One of the biggest things that I notice about LA when you first move here, and well, not just when you first move here, but just over time, is that LA is obviously like its own island, mm-hmm. um, and everything is very niche. So, like, you'll yeah. find stores, businesses that cater to like a niche audience yeah that won't work in other places in any other place and you're just like oh what are you doing and you're like oh, i'm starting a plant styling business and you're just like what you start do you put clothes on plants what are you doing no i'm just enraging plants in people's homes and i'm charging for it and i'm making a lot of money sounds mm-hmm. lucrative weird but only here only here or Would that like work in texas dude in austin hey mm. yeah so I, I think every uh, every red state has its liberal enclave where things like that, um, like I, I found out about this thing called Reiki. Do you guys know what Reiki is? Well, that's it. a study. Isn't that a mind thing? It's like, I mean. It's like a meditation it's, method, It's right? Rafiki. It's, <laughs> okay. it's bullshit is what it is. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, got certified, the, dude. The, con- the concept of it is like um, using energy to heal people. Uh, okay. So they'll like run their hands above you okay. and above areas. And like, I think the concept involves chi and manipulating energy. Uh, it's like a messiah energy. complex. Isn't I don't know. Isn't Brian but it's like, I found shocking. out about it, about it here in LA and I was right. like, that sounds ridiculous. And I talked, I called one of my Austin friends about it and they're yeah. like, dude, I just went to a Reiki healer. Until you, until you became a Reiki master. Until I became a Reiki like, master. And now well, I'm like, actually, there's, you know what? These Scientologists have something. <laughs> there's something about it. Did your friend say he got value like he liked? Going no, to- he'll just try anything. Like He was like, yeah, one of my friends, uh, I used to work at a uh, juice and smoothie place, a super popular one in Jamba. Austin, Texas, uh, called the Juice Box. And uh, that's I also worked at a... It's owned by Matt Shook, who owns uh, Juiceland, which is like a really big, popular Austin smoothie thing. Uh, and when you work at like a smoothie place, you get a lot of, um, you know, people who are into alternate methods of healing and things like that. Uh, hippies, etc. Yeah. Um, wouldn't you say that the sensei or whoever in that Kung Fu 80s movie... Uh, Kung Fu Miyagi, Karate exactly. Kid. Talking about Miyagi, he, he was the original one doing Reiki. You know? <clears throat> right, but even within the movie, he was he was like, it wasn't about your body; it was about your mind. Oh, I think he just really believed. wanted his car wax. That's all I think. I really think was. I think that he, like, he hired cheap labor. some kid, cheap yeah. labor man. Yeah, well, cheap labor. He bought that kid a car though. Right, but that's how they do things in China, right? Cheap Oiler. labor. When you Japanese, I don't know, dude. I don't either. What's been a while. the difference, Johnny? Let's not get racist. <laughs> just kidding. Wasn't our friend Brian Shocktkey into Reiki? He was also in a cult, so sure. we should be careful about. <laughs> actually, speaking about Scientology, they actually have some good ideas. <laughs> Name one. Good night, everybody. I could use some right. clarity. Brought uh, to you by the Church of Scientology. Have you guys ever done one of those Church of Scientology promo videos? Or golden. Those golden eras. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah golden, golden era productions. I, I see those all the time, though. 
And I ever been curious? I would never. No. I don't need no. 150 bucks that bad. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, one, I just see one that pops up like at 11 o'clock on a Friday night that says, hey, self-submissions from Golden Era Productions, which is Scientology. Looking for lead. Oh, that's me. Yeah. I'm a lead. Looking for male lead. And right. it's like the audition is learn our creed and then send us a self-submission. Sure. Like obviously a little brainwash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Looking for desperate actors. Oh, okay. Looking for desperate actors who we can recruit and then tax and whatever. They've but, got a nice business model. I can't blame them for like taking advantage of it. Talk hey. about cheap labor. Yeah, actually. But what about all those you know family members that are torn apart? I mean, that does suck. Okay, good. Uh, maybe it was a good thing for them. Nothing maybe. America doesn't do. <laughs> all right, guys. Clearly, clearly, the bond wasn't holding strong enough any way to begin with. So, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's, hey, the, what's I, the whatever works for you. Um, Talking about like uh, young actors and like that type of stuff, like another reason I, I look up to you guys is I feel like I came along a little later than you and, and you guys helped me out early on, like with rehearsals and stuff like that. And what are ways that you guys have found you can give back to the, the community that's like upcoming, like younger actors? <sighs> I mean, in a way, that's why we that's why we named this podcast what it was, because that was the audience we tr- sure. we thought we had some perspective that, sure. that we could have. Go. Let me just say, I look up to you. <laughs> this guy, great attitude. Always positive. Great actor. Chill dude. Great work ethic. You know, you look at him and you're like, oh, maybe, I don't know about this guy, but then you talk to him. <laughs> I, I am a very off, off-putting looking I, person. For those of you who just listen, I'm a <laughs> troll. I see this guy and all I think is like, boom, craft beer. That's all I think. Used to, and steak. Didn't you used to come to class? This is originally why yeah, yeah, we're yeah. unsure. Uh, or just me. I was like, oh, this True. guy's interesting. Didn't you originally come to class and we'd have to wait sometimes outside of class, but sometimes you had like a beer in a bag. And I would often have a like beer. a beer in a bag. Yeah, because, well, the class we went to started <laughs> roughly at seven. Nothing uh, wrong with that. No, it was no, just I, like, oh, this new guy's just yeah, drinking yeah. a beer before class. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> so I actually, I have a lot of social anxiety. Uh, it's very, very difficult for me to be around big groups of people, especially people I don't know. Uh, and you know, you're a bartender, you know, the alcohol can loosen people up. It's great. I, I found that like one beer before class when I was like feeling really, especially nervous or we had to wait a long time and I would like tend toward aggravation, kind of loosen would you chill up me bit. out and loosen me up, yeah. especially cause we always started with like improv stuff, uh, which right. I'm just the worst at. So like being, being in a better headspace that, that like the beer would give me time and a little bit of the, the buzz to just kind of slide into a, like a better headspace. But you know what? Right. If, if one beer does that to you, think right. what two beers would have done. Think about three. I Whoa. know. I don't think I ever went to class drunk, but I did think about it. I've right. drank in class before. Sure. I used to drink sometimes, not in Ryan's class, but sometimes there was right. like certain roles. I'd be like, I want to drink a couple, take a couple shots real quick. Sometimes it helps. Like it really does. Um, That's what Kiefer Sutherland said. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> One of my big like acting blocks was, and I think a lot of male actors have this like thing, like I have to be able to cry if I want to cry. And I, I did have this like block, this emotional block or whatever. And the the first time I was able to like bust through it, I, I had had like a shot before class. Mm. And it, it just having that barrier taken away and being able to just kind of express yourself fully with no... Well, I find that alcohol is a, a great coping mechanism for depression. It, you, well, but, yeah. So I, that's like my ten, my go to usually. Yeah. For, but that adds on to the depression. It is yeah, depressing you know. in the long term. So yeah. you fall asleep and it's all good. Yeah, then it's fine. It's totally good. But then you gotta like wake up in the middle of the night and pee and like all the things. Maybe I'm just not drinking enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it goes. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's where it goes. Um, in it. Honestly, though, I've, I've been not drinking. Like, I, I know that I would have, like, a beer before class, and, and I think... I don't think of you as a heavy drinker. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. funny that when We're you first started around. going to class, oh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. had a beer. Well, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I don't think I've ever told you that, but it was because I was, like, just really nervous and socially awkward, and I was, I was like... Yeah. So I want to touch on the social awkwardness, right? Yeah, yeah, go for So uh, we all know that you used to be some sort of a dating coach. Yeah. To certain aspects of it, a hitch. He was like Hitch. He wasn't a sleaze bag. This guy was a classy guy <laughs> Wait, trying right. to get guys in real relationships. Hitch was a sleaze bag. No, no, no not was... unlike Hitch. Hitch was oh. the pinnacle. He was okay. a Hitch. Very I mean, I, cool I aspired Hitch. to be like Hitch. Um, a lot of guys give your that craft a, a bad name, right? A lot of sleaze balls. Uh, I think so. I, they're definitely out there, and I've I've definitely met a few of them that are you know not the best guys. Uh, whenever I got into it initially, there I had a friend in Austin, Texas. He was going to going to college, as was I. He was a little bit older, and I met him in Toastmasters. It's a, like a public speaking yeah, thing. Heard of that one? And 
I was, you know, we were just talking one night and I was like, man, I'm just like, he was like, I've never seen you with a girl ever. Like what's, what gives, are you gay? Like what's, what's the issue? And I was like, you know, I'm just really nervous and awkward and I, it's very hard for me to like talk to people. And uh, even then I, the whole reason I was going to Toastmasters is, is because I was trying to figure out how to like make friends, you know, break the cycle. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to be the, the like depressive in it, you know, in his room. Like what's wrong with that, dude? I mean, nothing, but that's my go-to. But at the moment, like in that, I didn't want to be that, you know, I didn't want to be sad. I didn't want to be alone at that particular point in time. And I just, I had no idea how to just talk to people, you know? So Uh, then you decided to learn. Is that kind of what? Pretty much. It was like, um, this guy was like, Hey, uh, there's this, there's this thing it's called game. And like, I used to do it. I can teach you. And like, he, he kind of taught me the basics. Neil Strauss. I, read, I read the Neil Strauss book. And then, um, there's some other resources that he directed me to at the time. Real social dynamics was kind of the big one. Uh, and it was basically just exercises that inoculated you to being social. Like it taught you how to interact with people. It, it was a lot like improv really. Give us like mm-hmm. one tidbit that you learned. So like one of the first things I did was just go up to a hundred people and just random hundred people, random hundred people, male, yeah. female, doesn't matter. And give them a compliment and then leave. And that's all you have to do. It's, it's like a uh, no one to Aaron. If you would, that's uh, going to be really hard. Man. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you look very nice today. Uh, uh, uh thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Now, where would you uh, do this? Is it like coffee shops, like random places just around. Yeah. I, I try not to do it like on campus. Cause you could get like a reputation for being creepy, especially when you're bad at it. I uh, see but the whole thing was geared toward being just a better person, having, being able to have a conversation and, you know, ask people about themselves and get to know them on a real level and not just be like, Hey, how's the weather? Whatever. You know, you're cute. Small talk. Yeah. Small talk. Like I know it's, it's weird, but I didn't have that skill and I had to get it. So through, and it just took repetition and it really just took repetition. And then like learning various things. Like if somebody says this, they really mean this or they could be meaning this and just like if a girl hits you that's flirting that's flirting or not it depends oh, it's assault well when you're a kid that was flirting yeah yeah um but yeah so i i learned kind of like how to date through throughout that that practice and eventually i got good enough confident enough that i taught a couple people kind of like what i've learned and then i worked for a, a virtual dating company uh, very, very briefly before I moved out here to kind of like make enough money to move out here. So this was mostly all in Texas. It was mostly, in, I never did any of it in LA. Okay. Um, a little bit of the virtual stuff, but, but never any like of Tinder them. or actual yeah, coaching. It was mostly just like showing guys how to set up their Tinder profile in a way that was appealing. And that's it. Now where most of the clients were these guys that were socially awkward. Is that what it was? The vast majority of people, uh, were like, I mean, I guess ner- nerds, right? Or people who were really smart but didn't know how to like interact with people, or right. really nervous, meaning high nerds. intelligence, and just needed and just needed confidence, um, right? Which is like a whole thing. Uh, and so my job was just to you know show people that they're good enough, like mm. they deserve love and attention, and that that's okay to want it. Did yeah. that help you with uh, networking in terms of like going to events and parties, like connecting with other filmmakers? Honestly, in, in some small ways, yeah. Just because if I had come out here and not had that skill, I would never go to networking events. And when I would find myself at one, I'd probably just like get a drink and stay in the corner, which isn't super productive if no. you're trying to like make connections. I do that a lot though sometimes. Unless you're trying to cry. Right. In which case, you go for it. But I find that the ability to ask somebody questions about themselves and get to know them is really valuable. Uh, right. And if there, you know, if there's anybody out there listening who wants to know like how to network, you just ask people about themselves. People love to talk about themselves, and you take a genuine. You try and find like common ground. Like if I had just met you guys at like a party, and I would ask you like, hey, you know, what do you do? You're now oh, super cool. Like, you, know, you guys look really fit. Are you like vegan? Do you personal train or whatever? And like, I love talking about food. Very specific. So we probably, <laughs> well, honestly, I could probably get you to talk about food and diet for an hour. Everybody right? wants to talk. Everybody about wants that. to talk about that type of stuff, especially in LA. But let me indoctrinate you into the vegan into culture. The vegan culture. <laughs> okay. And at the end of the conversation, you find out you're not vegan. You're like, dude, you just wasted my whole time. Well, the minute you would have told me I'm from Texas, I would have been like, all right, lost cause. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, whenever, like, whenever you're talking to somebody, it's just, a, it's just like an information gathering session. 
you just want to get to know them. And like, yeah. At the same time, if you aren't vibing with somebody, there, there's nothing to remove. Just remove yourself. Yeah, just be like, it was really nice to meet you. And I gotta on. go to the bathroom. And like even that, like uh, the ability to be to recognize, like, oh, I actually like don't really get along with this person, or I'm not vibing. And the ability to extract yourself without being an asshole, like makes, that's super important. Makes them want you more, right? Well, maybe, but that's not even the point. The point is to be oh. able to, you know, come across as somebody who cares, who listens. Right. And genuinely find things in people that interesting. you're interested in. Right. Which hopefully leads to, you know, doing a podcast and there it is. You've made yeah. it. You've made it. I made it. I find that 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 exactly what you said is kind of like my approach. And I feel like I've kind of slowly learned that. So like now if I go out, like re- I recently went out to an event completely right. by myself. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I, I had to. There wasn't, sure. I couldn't take anybody. Yeah. So... I was like, I didn't know anybody there. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My initial thing was like that what I would normally do is like grab a beverage mm-hmm. and hide in the corner. Right. And then hopefully just kind of scan. And maybe, right. maybe there's somebody by themselves and maybe I'll approach, but I don't know what to say. Kind of go from there. Um, but like, yes, dude, just literally talking about them the entire time. Mm-hmm. So at, at a point to where they're like, well, what do you do? Because you haven't said anything. I feel like is the way... Yeah, I feel like in. that's an indicator that you're doing it right. Right, but sometimes it's the cold open that yeah, can be challenging. It can be challenging. You know what I mean? You know, you could obviously go up to somebody and be like, hey, how's it going? I'm so-and-so. Yeah. But, you know, oh, sometimes oh, it hey. feels weird because it's like... It can feel weird, yeah. You know, I don't know. What do you think is a good cold open? Well, it depends. Uh, I like to do things like, you know, why are we here? Like, what was your event about? It was a TV Academy event. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So there was like a lot of producers, excellent. directors, all that kind of stuff. So, like, in that particular situation, what, what I personally might do is be like, hey, do you have anything here? Are you up for an award? Like, things like that um, that are just, you're there for a specific reason. You might as well call it out. Like, right. hey, what's up? What do you do? Or, you know. Or if it's for a TV thing, you can just start with, hey, were Ross and Rachel on a break? Or what's your take on that? Or, hey, did you hear that Kevin Spacey's charges were dismissed? The twins have a very specific approach, and like wow. I, honestly, they're like the perfect approach. They they could say anything off the wall and talk about whatever, and they're it just works. they're interesting. Uh, I don't think that you guys would ever have to like learn what I had to learn to just be a normal person. But well, I, I think when we used to network with Papua, like yeah, Chandler, yeah. I always felt like just that one instance at Chandler, I was really good at like. Uh, starting the conversation with somebody, like getting in a conversation, then Johnny was really good at carrying on the conversation. I'm good at carrying the conversation. Right, it's the starting it. It's the starting it. You know, a lot of times it was just like, hey, what's up, I'm so-and-so, and and everybody, you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm right there with you. That's kind of my biggest thing. Yeah, I, I remember I started a conversation with a director, but only because I was like, Getting lots of alcohol because sure, I had to yeah. keep drinking. Yes, and then I casually passed by this these two guys talking, and the guy's name tag fell on the ground. Sure, so common courtesy, picked it up, and I said, "Hey, Patrick, yeah, you, you dropped your name tag." Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, thank you." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm Johnny, by the way." Yeah. And then we started talking. There you go. But if I didn't have that little moment, I don't know. Well, in those little moments, that like, conversation, those little gifts are all around. Like if you go to right. a networking event, things like that, and not specifically that. Things like that happen all the time. You overhear a conversation. Somebody's talking about a TV show. Oh my god, I love that TV show. Right. Did you do? A, did you do an episode? Which episode? I love that episode. Like, give love, give love. You know, you know, you're you're constantly just giving. Give gratitude. Thank you. Like, what thank do you think you about this way. idea? I go up to somebody, spill yeah. red wine on a white shirt. Yes. Bold. Bold. Absolutely. Fortune favors the bold. And then what? What was that? And oh, you, I'm sorry. And then you pull out. <laughs> hey, your by the way, I'm Johnny. By the way, I'm here's Johnny. my business card. There you go. What about instead of name tag on the ground, pick a packet of sugar? Hey, you dropped your name tag. Hey, that works. <laughs> that was that was in his. That's what he used to teach. That's what I used to teach. Hey. That's different. Uh, yeah, no. hey. it'd, be, yeah. it'd be funnier if it was raw sugar and be like, hey, "I heard you like it raw." Whoa! All right, 2019, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. No, I would do it. <sighs> this is not an Eddie Murphy stand-up. But album. you know, it's <laughs> okay. Comedian the car's getting, getting coffee. He's on the next. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. New, oh, new season. New season. It's not out yet. But it's, no, it's teasing like, it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'm really excited about that, actually. Anyway, sorry, continue, dude. No, no. That, I mean, that's kind of it. Like, networking events are hard, and they're weird, and everybody knows that. And once you, like, understand that everybody there is as nervous and weird as you, it makes it a lot easier for me. Plus, like, a drink helps. Too many drinks. Good idea. Too many? Yeah. Probably not the best idea, but if it works for you. 
Yeah, that's probably probably not the best idea. Probably not the best. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. what are you trying to plug, Seth? We'd love to plug your shit. Man, I, w- I wish I had something <laughs> okay. like that was out now that I could be like, go see this thing or do this thing. Um, but there's really not. I've got... Uh, so social media, so they can always keep it. Sure, touch. social media. It's uh, at Mr. Seth Rogers, spelled out, and I post things occasionally. And if you're going to follow him based on this podcast, make sure you let him know underneath, hey, Please. I found you on Surviving Hollywood. Dude. Also, if you want to give out your Venmo, Rick Silver had people Venmoing him dollars. I think it's uh, I think it's Mr. Seth Rogers. I don't know if you want to give me money, whatever. I'm not gonna say no. Somebody will. Rick, I'll, I'll give it all the I'll give it all to charity. Um, oh, we're gonna hold you to that. I will. Yeah. Well, how do you know it's from? How would you like? All right. Well, we don't need to get specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get it. It's fine. Uh, Anyways, but you had a couple of projects you were working on, right? I do. I've got a couple things coming out that I'll be plugging uh, eventually. So look out for The Cargo, which will be the first thing out. It is cool. a comedy. It is an episodic. It is hopefully really, really good and funny, and I hope everybody loves it. Our buddy Ben is in it. I've got a lot of uh, skin in the game with that one, and I really love doing it. I've got something called We Should Do This Again that'll be coming out in the next couple months, hopefully. The, the director is currently cutting it. Um, Sounds like a rom-com. It is, uh, it's almost like an artsy experimental type film. A Shia LaBeouf rom-com. It's based on like two people meeting in a bar and having a really intense, deep com- like, conversation. And then at the very end, they like different kinds of like uh, something and it, it just mm. goes wrong. Mm. Genders? Uh, something. I won't, I won't spoil uh, it. Like and it. then. You got the Western, right? Got the Western that I'm shooting. So I don't know when that'll be out. Where are you guys all. shooting that, by the way? Kind of in Palm Springs area. Okay, is, cool. Uh, and it's going to be cool. My little brother is going to be with me. It's a short. Little okay. brother. Uh, yeah, my little brother is going to be with me. Just he's coming to visit for my birthday. So, oh, yeah. nice. Are Do you well. wearing the white hat or the black hat? Which cowboy? The black hat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. And the last thing, um, you guys know Jason Velo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I did a, I did a little like uh, passion project with him that's one of those... Um, I don't know. Like, uh, he was in Screen Actors at some point. I don't know. Uh, Shorter? Shorter dude? Yeah. Anyway. You guys know Jason. He, he like, quit right when we joined. We did a fan film that's kind of like a Nightwing type thing, and I I get to be the snarky guy in the chair. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm I'm just, like, comic relief in that, and I'm super excited to see if it works. (laughs) So all those things are coming out. Pay attention to the Instagram. I'll let people know when those things are coming out. So, yeah. Awesome, dude. That's pretty much it. Is anybody here going to go see The Lion King? Obviously. Yeah, um, you guys think? Yeah, I'll see it. If not in theaters, online illegally. I mean, it's uh, Beyonce's in it, right? I'm gonna watch it. It's <sighs> the only reason to watch it. And Dan- yeah. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Nice. Is he the Gambino or the Glover in that one? <laughs> he's he's Glover. <laughs> he's Glover. Is he Simba? Is he rapping? Donald Gambino? I just can't wait to yeah, be yeah. king. Oh, anyway. dude, a little respect. Elton John. I hear the music, so it feels like is that to fade out slowly fading. Um. All right, dude. Thank you for coming, guys. Thank you for having me appreciate so much. It, man. I really appreciate dude, you. Being we on. want to have you back, dude. Please. Always have, always enjoy the company. Our yeah. best guest yet, I'd say. I think so. I'd Probably safe to not. say, it definitely was. Um, all right, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes under Surviving Hollywood. Rate and review us. Eventually, we will read those roasting comments. Eventually, I think that's on Aaron. You put out the challenge. Somebody's got to roast us and give us five stars, then I'll gladly read it. Seth, give us five stars for the love of God. I did. Make the roast funny. Even better. (laughs) Guys, listen to this podcast. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. They are the best guys I know out here. You know what? Can you just give us a quick drop? Just give us a drop. Like, hey, I'm Seth Rogers. You're listening to Surviving Hollywood. All right, I'll give it a shot. Howdy, y'all. This is Seth Rogers, and you're listening to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. We should start Smooth. having, we should start I having like all that, that, dude. That. I like it. All right, man. Thanks for coming along. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next time. Cheers, viewers. Perfect. Boom.